Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. This is Danielle. Hey everyone, it's Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. We know there is a lot happening right now, and we hope we can provide you with insights, tips, best practices, and breathing room from the critical work you do. We are here to support teaching and learning wherever it is taking place. And we are super excited for today's episode. We have with us Extraordinary Educator down in Mississippi, Jamie Cooper. So welcome, Jamie. We're so excited to talk to you today. And if you could just go ahead and introduce yourself, tell our audience a little bit about you and where you are and what you do. All right, well, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, My name is Jamie. I teach on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, more specifically in Gautier, Mississippi at Singing River Academy. It's a five through six grade school that we kind of call the academy because they have a middle school and they got a high school, so we weren't gonna be a junior high. But anywho, I'm happy to be here and while I have you, happy Mardi Gras to everyone out there because today is Fat Tuesday here on the Gulf Coast. I know. So I don't know when we won't be releasing this on Mardi Gras, but woo, hopefully it was <laughs> socially distanced, fun celebration, y'all. Um, Jamie, we're so excited to have you. How is your year going? Tell us about, have you been virtual in school? What's what's the tea? Well, um, down here in Mississippi, in our school district, we decided to go back to school in August. So I have had the uh, the pleasure of having a full load. I teach four reading classes a day, and we are face to face. So, or really, we're mask to mask because <laughs> that's kind of the <laughs> that's what we're living in right now. Um, there's probably gallons of sanitizer in my room, lots of uh, disinfectant spray and and trying to keep kids wearing their mask all day long. Um, but it's been a challenge, um, it, but it's something that we're, we're adapting to now that we're in February. Uh, we've adapted to this change and now it's become kind of a norm um, to wear your mask and put your mask on and try to speak louder so that the children can hear you. Um, but it's just something that we're we're adapting to, and as teachers, educators, we we're able to do that anytime, any place. You bring in a new curriculum, bam, we'll be done with it in like two months. We already mastered it. Don't bring us no more professional development. Leave us alone. We got this. So much like COVID, we there were so many fears and so many unknowns with this um, pandemic that we just didn't know what was going to happen in our district. So we just rolled the dice and saw what happened. Um, Luckily for us, we have not had many outbreaks. I mean, there's a few students who go out on quarantine because family members have it or they came in close contact with someone. Um, And then, you know, we just rock and roll the best we can when those kids go out and we try to provide the best instruction that we can while they're gone for two weeks at a time. And then they come back. But really, I I believe our superintendent talked about um, at their last school board meeting that we've had less than a percent of students who were um, who tested positive for for the coronavirus. So. 
it's not a good it's not a number because those are faces with those numbers and there are children and families with those numbers attached to them but it's a lot less than what we expected so i'm really thankful that i can actually teach in front of children and i don't have to do the zoom or the google meets like a lot of other teachers have to do um i'm blessed with that so you know like i said earlier we're just adapting overcoming and we keep it rolling it's so great. And I think, yeah, um, it's definitely like you realize how lucky you are when you can do what you want to do and be with kids face to face or mask to mask, like you said. <laughs> I just want to zoom out for a second and just just like note your attitude and how positive and like optimistic you are. And just like we roll with the punches. We're educators. We've been adapting all along. And it's so, mm-hmm. so true. I think this is this is obviously different. A hundred percent. But like educators do have that ability to just overcome any obstacle hurdy hurdle thrown at them and be so resilient. Is this something that that you've that's sort of always been innate with you? Or do you feel like it happened when you were an educator? Or are there things that you do that help you keep smiling on a day to day? How do you stay so happy? <laughs> well, um, you know, it's just being just excited to be around people <laughs> and uh, not having to quarantine the whole time. But um, I will say at my school, we kind of have a, um, a Hogwarts-esque house system that goes on at our at our school. We really got the idea from Ron Clark Academy in Atlanta, Georgia, about five years ago. And the house that, well, let me tell you about the houses real quick. We have four houses, the house of compassion, the house of honesty, motivation, and perseverance. And well, my house, the best house out there, is uh, <laughs> the house of perseverance, and we are and really, we're the house of Dorado, which is a Hindi word for persevere or perseverance. So during this time, challenging times, COVID times, or, you know, you have to persevere. You have to keep going. You can't let it, you know, take hold of you and hold you captive. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep living your life. And you've got to just keep going. When you get knocked down, get back up, dust off, and keep it moving. You know, you can't you can't just dwell on the negativity. You've got to find those little pockets of peace or little pockets of happiness that need to shine through here. Because when I'm with my students, if they see me looking down in the dumps or if I'm aggravated about something or whatever, that's going to translate to them. And so if they see me happy, go lucky, you know, I'm excited to be alive type thing. That, that goes through them also, and they start living through that. Because I'll be honest, I don't have the most quiet class in the, in the, in the school because I'm bubbly, I'm outgoing, I kind of banter back and forth, and it, it's fun. And it's uh, engaging, and it's a lot of quick wit. I'll tell you that too. <laughs> a lot of quick wit uh, is in, in my classroom. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> How are they sorted into the houses? <laughs> Oh, okay. So this year it was kind of womp womp, kind of boo boo, because, you know, we can't get in the auditorium and do something. So what we used to do, and I hope maybe next year we'll get to do it. I don't know, but we get these envelopes and there, let me give you some context for this. They're at our school. It's a fifth and sixth grade school. There's probably about 475 kids, maybe a little bit more, but we only have to sort, say, the fifth graders when they come to uh, the school because they're only there for two years. They're for fifth grade and sixth grade, and then they go to the middle school. And so what we do, we kind of pass out these envelopes. They're unmarked. They Every homeroom gets maybe 
five for uh, Kines, uh for uh, the House of Compassion, Honesty, and the other houses. And you kind of just mix it all up and you send them down the, the, the aisles in the auditorium. And then there's just this inside of the envelope are letters with a little color sticker that says you're in the House of Compassion, which is really the House of Karuna. And then we have the House of Honesty, which is the House of Fidea. And then we have the House of Motivation, which is the House of Kinesi. And then we have the House of Perseverance, which is the House of Dorada. So we that's how we sort for you know about 200 something kids. And it's a huge pep rally. There's competitions, there's house challenges, there's talking about, you know, the school culture and how we stay positive and um, those types of things. So that's how we sort. I wish we had like the little magic hat that kind of floats around on kids, but you know, budgets today, we don't have that type of, that type of uh, technology. So hard to budget for magic these days. I, I know, you know, like, you know, it, COVID cuts, you, you know, think they would put that in there, but you know, COVID dollars go other, go to other things like technology. I mean, you should, that's, I just, I'm so excited. I wish I could attend your school. That sounds magical, even though there's no sorting hat, but I'd love to hear from, so, so that's one thing that really affected us clearly the, the sorting ceremony, but in your classroom, it sounds like you um, are super engaging, super positive, but how have any of your teaching practices changed or how have you adapted specifically what educators love to hear like specifics, um, yeah, any routines you've adapted, having students in small group with mm -hmm. COVID or any strategies you can share with our listeners? Okay, sure. So uh, one of the things that I've had to learn is that I've had to change my expectations. Um, we are all stressed and you should see the stress at, at children's homes. We don't know exactly what's going on at their house, but there's probably heightened stress. There's more anxiety about what's going on in school because we don't allow visitors into the school. Um, and so really the first thing I had to do is just change my expectations. Like, what am I going to expect my kids to know? What are they expected to do during this pandemic? Because this is not last year. This is not the year before where we could do a lot of group work or a lot of uh, hands-on stuff because they would be too close. And so this year I've had to kind of, I'm not saying I lowered the expectation, I changed the expectation. So that, that would be the first strategy. The second one is basically roll with the punches. Like things are going to come out of that office or some kind of CDC guideline or some sort of policy that's going to come through and you're just going to take it. You're going to meditate on it. And you're just going to like take a deep breath and just try to apply it the best that you can, because you're not, you can't compare yourself to what the teacher next door is doing or what's going on in the next building or what's going on in the next district. You can only take care of what you can take care of in your classroom at that time. So I would just advise to teachers who are stressing, take a big deep breath and work with what you can control. Because there's a lot of things that are outside of our control and we just say, yes, sir, no, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And we just keep it moving. Um, I will say if in regards to small group instruction, not as much as I um, used to like to do. Um, so because, you know, we have to stay six feet apart and in my classroom, I have tables. I don't really have desks. So even keeping the kids at separate ends of the tables um, is very important. And it's almost like herding squirrels. Have you ever tried to herd a squirrel? <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's that. 
especially not when recently. Not recently. No, only when no. we both taught middle school. It's fine. <laughs> only on Wednesdays. Yeah. Today's not Wednesday. I only heard squirrels on Wednesdays. <laughs> but right, yeah. So uh, you know, keeping keeping the little, the, you know, my ten and eleven year olds in one spot is nearly impossible. So you just kind of have to be, you know, a gentle tone, like, hey, stay in your seat. You can't overreact because they're 10 and 11 and they're not going to follow CDC guidelines <laughs> because they're 10 and 11. So you're doing the best you can. You're doing the best to build relationships with with your students, because if you don't have that that relationship with them, they're not going to follow you. If you're just constantly nagging and nagging and nagging and going for the jugular every time to make them be quiet, it's not going, it's not going to be good for you or that student. So being able to build the positive relationships and tell them, Hey guys, this is what we have to do because of, you know, CDC or some sort of mandate. Um, You just got to make sure you, you keep that positive relationship flowing with them because if not they're they're in the pandemic too it's not just us kids are in the pandemic too they're stressed they're um you know they're dealing with a lot of a lot of things just like we are so being able to build those positive relationships is also a a key component in my classroom especially you just said so many best practices and tips i feel like we could talk about each one for hours but i think just (laughs) Just overall, just your like honesty and just kind of like facing the brutal facts, but then accepting them and moving on. Um, it's just mm-hmm. it's just so refreshing. And um, I, I feel it's so amazing that you are a teacher so that students can learn like not only the content from you, but also just just like the life skills of, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to have challenges that come your way and you have to just meditate it, take a deep mm-hmm. breath. And when there, when there's things that are out of your control, it's not worth you know, getting, getting down about them. So, yeah. And just, and just, of course, we've talked so much on this podcast and at our company, and I know everyone is just about the relationship and how incredibly important that is now more than ever, but, but always. So thank you for everything you do. You're describing it like it's a piece of cake, but it's no easy. (laughs) No, it is not Jamie. What you're talking about, it is hard. You do make it sound easy, which is wonderful. And talking about easy, you're so easy to talk to. We could talk to you all day, but unfortunately that is all the time we have for today, but we do want you to have the last word. A lot of listeners are looking to this podcast to just guidance, just ideas, any advice you would give educators at this time. Sure. Sure. So uh, just for to all my fellow educators out there, take a big, deep breath, control what you can control inside of your classroom and make the, the most of it. We know that we're living in hard times. We're living in unpredictable times. We don't know what's going to come next week, next month, next year, but you can control what's happening right now inside your classroom. So take a deep breath, exhale, smile, keep a positive attitude because the kids are watching you too. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I literally just got goosebumps all over my body. So thank you, Jamie. Um, Sari, where can people find us? Thanks so much, Jamie. Uh, follow along as always on Twitter at Curriculum and on Instagram at my iReady and be sure to tag us in your post so we can see the amazing work you are doing every single day. If you have feedback, about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, you can email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We are here for you. So until next time, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.